Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas podcast. I have for the moment. I said it right. I kept trying it. I kept trying it. I've got Trent and Isaiah here uh, with me. And I think that, uh, honestly, guys, I've been telling this young man, Isaiah, that he's going to be the next just, uh, Justin Timberlake. I told him that the first time I talked to him. It was probably about two and a half years ago. And we have the breakout, I believe, going to be the breakout star uh, that's going to, I mean, this guy is going to take over. The flow is so phenomenal. I asked him what he was going to, uh, uh, if he had a name, like a music name, and he said, I was going to go with this one, but it sounded kind of corny. I'm glad you didn't go with that one because it was kind of corny. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Trend right here, guys. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Um, it's incredible. How'd you guys come up with the name, uh, first of all? We started with in the moment, but because of legal reasons, we had to change it because it's already a really, really big brand called In This Moment. Yes. And um, I think some, like one of our managers knows one of the people that know them or something mm-hmm. like that. So we got like legal, like we talked to them and they said like, if you change a couple words in it, we should be fine with it. So we changed it to For The Moment. And that's kind of how it came up. So if it wasn't your friend, you were going to steal their name. I'm joking with you, man. <laughs> you should have saw his face. You can see his face right here. He's such a nice kid. I love this, Isaiah. You're so great. Your heart is so amazing. Trend was like, yep, we were about to steal his name. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're, you, you knew them, or you're, the manager knew them, knew the name, and it was a little bit different, so you kind of had to switch it up a little bit, which I think is good. Um, what do you think? I mean, you guys got a couple of songs. I heard now, Fire. Uh, what was the one that I just listened to? Anthem. Yeah. That they can't hear yet. Yeah, they can't. Yes. They can't hear. Okay. I'm going to ask you guys, make sure to stay close to your mic because you need to hear these guys. These guys are so important and they're great voices in our community. So Anthem, why? What does it mean? What is it doing? I, I know it had some movement. Uh, there's going to be a dance to it. It's going to be crazy on TikTok. Yes. It's going to be the next TikTok. So, Hopefully, yeah. Yes. So we wanted to um, make a song that was uplifting and also kind of spreading a message about what's happening right now. So we, in the verses, we included, like, like what we, our intake on what um, what's happening in the world right now and how we want to make a change in it. And then the chorus is the dance part, right, which mm-hmm. is to try to get everyone on their feet, forgetting about everything, just trying to make everyone feel positive inside, you know, just try to, like, think about positive things and not think about negative things that's on the news. Get him, Trent. Trent Trent was jumping towards the mic. Get him, Trent. Yeah, so what we wanted our next song to be is not like talking about, you know, girls or talking about, uh, like, diamonds and all that. We wanted to actually make a change. So this song was about moving your feet, you know, taking your mind off the darkness of the world and, you know, putting some light into your heart and stuff like that and just having fun and also shining light on the problems in this world. Yes. Everything. What do you two know about diamonds and girls? Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean. I love it. I love it because mom is, mom is in the background right now, and mom is no joke. Mom's on that next level. Yeah. Now, you guys could be great. You're a phenomenal singer, dancer uh, in Isaiah. Uh, I mean, lyricist. Mm-hmm. You're mad at your voice as far as singing trend, mm-hmm. but your voice is phenomenal. Thank you. His flow is out of this world. You're going to hear it here in a second. Mm-hmm. But none of us would be here if it wasn't for mom. Yes. Because mom, mom is gangster. Mom's sitting in the background right now. She's shaking her head. She's making moves. She's probably setting up the next concert that's happening right now. Tell us about mom and what she means to you. So she's mom and then she's auntie. So tell us what she means to you and what role she plays in all this. Well, mom has always, yeah, well, my mom has always been there since like I was a kid. I, I, oh, uh, come on, man. Yeah, she's like, been there since I was born. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? Um, like, but 
everything. <laughs> she's always like try to like make me just know like where I am, just to try to be humble, to always be kind to people. She's always been honest with me, so I know what's actually happening and what's going on, and not telling me what I need to know or like what I want to hear. Meaning, she's always just been honest with me. She's the most amazing person. Just always so kind to me. Always there when I need her, and she can always just be an amazing mom. Yeah, she's like a second mom to me. What do um, you call her? Auntie, Auntie Auntie Sylvia. Yes. When um when my mom passed away, um she took me in immediately. No questions asked. She just took me in. And, you know, ever since then, she, you know, she looked at me like a son and I looked at her like a mom. And she's always, you know, loved me no matter what I did. And trust me, I was a pain in the butt. And she was always giving me guidance and she was always looking out for me, you know, like a mama bear. Well, so what is like every, every um, uh, sports person, like a person who goes big in sports, uh, you know, maybe someone who makes it, they say they make it. You always hear the first thing that they say, I want to buy my mom a house. That's what they say. What do you guys want to do? Now, not to say you already haven't made it because you guys are gangster. You guys are doing some phenomenal things. But I was telling Trent today that I believe, I really, really believe it's not going to be if it, if it blows up, it's going to blow up. And it's going to go to a level that, Isaiah, you've seen things all over the world. You've seen things, Trent, that has been crazy because you guys' pedigree is nuts. But it's going to jump and it's going to go into the stratosphere. And it's not going to be an if, it's going to be a when, Right. What's going to be that thing that you want to say to mama and to auntie? I want to get, I want, not that you getting her a possession is going to mean something, but when a person says, I want to get my mama a house, what is it that you guys are focused on that you want to be able to do for mama Sylvia and auntie Sylvia? Um, well, I want to buy her house in New York, a little, a little apartment. Cause she's always wanted that. A little one. Know, you don't like her that much? Is that what it is? You're going to get her a little no, one? No, no, no. She I'm said, just joking with you, man. She said she, said she doesn't want anything big. Because, okay. Because it's New York. Like, wait, why didn't she want something big? She just, like, wanted it. She wanted a little tiny thing, so it's, like, kind of, like, to herself. Okay. But she wanted a little tiny, like, you know, fancy. Okay. Little and fancy. Okay. Little and fancy. <clears throat> I'm getting her an island. Um, <laughs> we know who probably, the favorite son is, Probably man. a private jet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so both of you guys come from crazy pedigree. I mean, this is, this is nuts. So a uh, little background on the story is the reason why I forced you to be my friend, Isaiah, and I forced your mom to be my friend is because my daughter, you're my favorite, you're my daughter's favorite pop star, my, uh, my daughter's favorite musician in the whole entire world. We followed you for like three and a half, four years, and we went to your concerts all the time when you were, uh, when you were with Kids Bop. Um, we sat in the front row, and I watched your family come in. I didn't know they were from your family, but I watched them. And I watched these, this group of six adults walk in and sit down, and they didn't have any kids with them. And I was thinking, one of two things. They're either family of someone in the band or they're pedophiles. So, Because uh, <laughs> ain't no one going to a kids' bop, uh, concert with no kids, right? So I watched, and I watched, and just reactions were amazing. And I was like, man, that's, they either like this guy a lot more than my daughter likes him, which I know isn't uh, possible, or they're family. And then I got a chance to be able to meet your uncle. Then your uncle uh, introduced me to your pop. And I forced your dad that night to be my friend. And the whole reason why I wanted to do this is because I wanted to show my daughter that an iconic person like yourself is nothing more than an amazing kid who happens to be passionate about what he does and has a phenomenal attitude, right? So that's the backstory. And then I met Trent, right? And then uh, Trent and I now are boys. And we were, I was cutting his hair. And you said something... Man, it was, it, it was a pinch me moment, right? So I was cutting your hair and you were like, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hadn't been to a barbershop in a while, whatever it was, or even ever, because, uh, you know, it was kind of looking nasty on that neckline. <laughs> uh, but we hooked it up. So you kept saying to me, my uncle 
would love this place. My uncle would love this place. My uncle would love this place. And I was like, okay, well, maybe your uncle will love this place. And then when we got done, you told me who your uncle was. Mm -hmm. And it helped me to understand the level that you guys' heads are going to because the pedigree that you have and that you've been exposed to things. And I think a lot of times people don't realize what they can accomplish because they haven't been around people to be able to expand their horizons. And when I'm saying this, you got Mama Sylvia back over here and Auntie Sylvia that her best friends are some of my favorite music artists. So in her head, they're just people and this stuff is possible. A TV show that you guys are talking about. In your head, you're like, yeah, it's possible. To most kids walking around in a neighborhood, it's not possible. Isaiah, you've toured around the world. Sang in front of how many people? I think the most was like 20,000. 20,000. Yeah. How old are you? 14. 14 years old. So your mind is 14,000, 15,000, 20,000. That's possible. I'm 14 years old. What's next? What do you think that pedigree has played a role in you guys' perspective to be able to go to that next level? Well, I'll tell you this, Trent, right? So Trent, when he's talking to me, he's like, yo, you know, my uncle, my uncle, my uncle. I want to let you all know who, who we're talking about here. He was like, and I said, who's your, I didn't even say who's your uncle. He just said, oh yeah, my uncle Snoop. And I was thinking, wow, he's got an uncle named Snoop and that's a different name. And then I realized we're talking about Snoop. The Snoop, like, and I don't care who you are, if you listen to hip hop or not. My mom knew who Snoop was. My grandma knows who Snoop is. And then- I found out who your pop was. Mm -hmm. And then I found out who your mom was. Mm -hmm. So how has that pedigree, again, how has that played a role in expanding your horizons and your perspective? It humbled me, really. Um, like, everybody's, like, human. Tell them who like your that. dad is. Uh, corrupt. And, uh, yeah. And corrupt. tell them who your mom is. Natina Reed from Black. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, guys. So this, how old are you right now, Trent? Um, I'm 18. 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And in your head, this is just normal. Yeah. So when we're talking about, uh, we're talking about the dog pound, we're talking about uh, Snoop, mm -hmm. we're talking about Dre, mm -hmm. we're talking about all these things, you're like, oh, wow, that's my uncle and his <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah. How has that affected you? Um, yeah, it was very, it's like, it's, it's very much a humbling experience because with that, you meet people and it shows me that, you know, like, it's possible, everything's possible, you know, like. I don't know. It just shows you that, you know, they made it and, you know, look at them now. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I, I guess it's humbling. I never really like thought about it. So, and you guys hang out like in your neighborhood, like your mom's best friend, your mom's best friend's son, who is your best friend mm -hmm. is on one of the top rated shows on TV. One of the most groundbreaking shows that's out there. Right. So, and Miles, he's just Miles to you, but to everyone else, I mean, this is groundbreaking, especially with what's going on right now. Blackish is a show that is blazing trails, is educating people without people even knowing they're being educated, right? Again, he's Miles to you. He's Miles to you that's teaching you how to play basketball because he was whooping you up, right? He was showing you or were you whooping him up, Trent? No. He's going to, oh, he was, you were getting him? I was losing. Oh, you were, oh, you weren't whipping him? Okay. <laughs> he's, he's the best. So, and you've been around this stuff, Isaiah, since you were two years old, right? Yeah. You've been around, like I said, the, your mom's best friend is Tevin Campbell. Um, it's crazy because I was dancing at, uh, at my high school dances 
And when Tevin Campbell would come on, we would go nuts. Like that was the song that got everyone on the dance floor. How has this been able to affect you to help you to realize what's possible? Honestly, with um, my Uncle Tevin, um, I actually have a Okay, him, so. this, this is where it's, it kills me. He just said, oh, yeah, my Uncle Tevin. Everybody else is Tevin Campbell. Oh, my gosh, can't believe it. And he's like, Uncle Tevin, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I never really saw him as, like, a huge star until, like, a couple, like, not even a couple, like, Do you know year. what a single tape is? No. Like a single? No. Okay. Oh, like a single, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but do you know what a cassette tape single yeah. is? You ever seen one? No. You haven't seen one. I had your uncle's cassette tape single, and it was the black one. Like, it was a black, uh, you know, and Mama Sylvia is laughing because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. It was because most tapes were either clear or they were like a a beige-ish color. And if it was a black uh, uh, single tape, you knew it was hot and it was banging. And that's the one that I had, and I used to pop that bad boy in. You know what auto-reverse is? Nope. Auto-reverse is you used to be able to play a cassette, and then it would just flip itself. So you didn't have to flip it over. But before auto-reverse, you used to have to push eject, take your tape out, flip it over, and then play the next side. That's why a B-side single, you know what a B-side single is? So a B-side single was the, like, the not-so-good part of the single. There, there was a hot single, which you guys are going to put out, and then there's one that maybe you don't feel as much, and then that's called a B-side single because, well, it used to be on records, but you used to have the A side of the record, and then you flip it over and it'd be the B side. But on a cassette, uh, the singles, you used to have the A side, which was the banger, and then you had the B side, which was the other one. So that's a little history for you. That's the only thing I know, right? So Uncle Tevin, go back to Uncle Tevin. I was giving you a hard time yeah, too, Isaiah. So um, he would always just like just be like an uncle. He'd just like come to my house, like make me food, take me to places. I just, he'd take me to school. Sometimes I remember um, one day um, we, we both woke up too late, and so I had to eat a Nutri-Grain bar for breakfast, and then we went to school, and then came back, and he made me mac and cheese. But I just always saw him as, like, an uncle, and then, like, last year I started, like, seeing what he did and, like, who he worked with and just how many people know of him. So it's just crazy that, like, someone could be that close to you and that big and just still be normal. Okay, so when you went to school, though, some of your friends' moms are around my age. Yeah. Was your friend's mom's tripping out? I wasn't looking. Oh, you weren't focused on that, yeah. but I bet you they were. I bet you they were like, oh my gosh. And you're thinking that's uncle Tevin. And those girls were like, oh, Hey, you know, trying to move their hair all to the side yeah. and they're looking yeah. for, you know, your mom's laughing in the background cause it happens all the time. And am I correct on that? Mama Sylvia? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. They're just, uh, you know, trying to wear the, wear the upscale classy <laughs> suit to school or whatever it is. So um, what else, what other kind of effects as far as like, um, you know, as, as I talk with your mom, um, we're talking about different people that she's had relationships over the years. Um, what have you learned from your mom in the relationship side as far as like, I mean, say like Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid is a great friend of hers, but to everyone else, she's iconic. Yeah, that, that's insane. We just be running the mall Kool Aid, just trying to get some Wessels pretzels, yeah. and then and then just some 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 guy comes up, hey Kool Aid, what's good? <laughs> like, hey hey hey, it's Kool Aid. Hey, 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 hey can, can I get a picture? And then, and then she's like, yeah yeah. And then they take a picture, and then she just buys us Wessels pretzels, and we're just like, all right. Yeah, she's like scary. Like when she's like oh, a different person, when she takes a picture, she's like. And he's like, yeah, we're just like, oh, okay, okay. She's Do like, you see, now, after seeing that a couple of times, after, the first time when you saw it, were you like, why are you taking a picture with my auntie Kool-Aid? <laughs> no. Um, so, like, I like I, I knew her, but, like, I recently started to get to know her more. And it was just, like, the first time I met her, I already knew she was, like, you know, Kool-Aid, someone, okay. like, like, special. 
And my dad just, you know, he told me, he was like, do you know who this is? This is Kool-Aid. She literally worked with Mariah. She made Mariah Carey. And we were like, oh, okay. We are like, oh. I was like, okay, wow. Like, I, I actually didn't even know that. And now, like, I look at her and I'm just like, uh, just like a fan now. Instead, yeah. of, like, instead of seeing her as like Auntie Kool-Aid, I'm like, I geek when I like yeah, hear about and people. Her energy is always so good. Like, it's just so happy and mm-hmm. positive. Yeah. She always puts a smile on someone's face. Yeah. So with you guys, with you guys as group, like as you're, uh, you know, because Isaiah, you're coming out of Kids Bop, right? So, it I I, I compare you to Justin Timberlake all the time. I mean, <coughs> huge fan of Justin Timberlake. I told you when I saw you in Kids Bop that there was something different. I watched you dance. Now, all respect to everybody in Kids Bop because you know and they're your friends and you love them, but there was something different. How tough has it been for you now? You're going through the process right now. How tough is it for you to be able to break that mold? Because this was Isaiah Kids Bop, and now you're going into you're going into a completely different genre, completely different type of music, and you want to be known. Am I correct on this? You want to be known as as Isaiah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How wh- how what what kind of struggle have you seen in that? And also, what has been the benefit of it? I feel like the benefit. Obviously, I got to have the experience of the tour so if i hopefully be able to go on tour again i already know what to do okay um, hopefully yeah what are you talking about hopefully this is good these guys are going to be selling out tours you're going to be seeing and all i ask i don't ask for anything i ain't asked for nothing because i'm gonna buy my tickets i'm gonna be there but all i ask one time is i'm spraying champagne on the crowd i told yes. you trend yes. i'm spraying champagne on the crowd yes okay that's that's it mm-hmm. you know what i mean some people think like i want to buy a house a car i'm driving a ferrari i want to spray some champagne that's all. Okay? You can, you can do that uh, every show. Every okay. show. Every right. show. You heard it first. You heard it here. Yeah, that'll be a part of the act. Okay. Yeah. So when, when we're back out on tour, we're selling out stadiums and things like that, you said that it was great because you had that experience. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, some people aren't cut out to go on tour, you know? Like, it's pretty hard to be able to, you know, keep your health good, be eating, like, what you're eating, and also be, like, be able to get to places because, like, there's only a cer- certain amount of food when you're there, you know? Like, maybe the venue doesn't have the type of food you want. Say you're a vegetarian, you know, they might have meat. You can't eat, you know, just, like, veggies and stuff. They might not have that. Or some people are just, like, really tired all the time. You know, they can't really go on a bus at, like, 12 o'clock a.m., wake up at 8, and then do a whole show. So it's, like, you kind of have to have to you kind of have to have the mental mindset of it's going to be really draining. Just get through it. It's going to be really fun. A lot of experiences are going to happen. And just get through the weekend, and then you get to have a nice, relaxing day at a hotel. And, yeah. But some people just might not be cut out for that. So now what is the what do you see as the, uh, the kind of challenges? Because, I mean, a lot of times, say, child stars, and I've seen this. Your mom and I saw this. Huge, right? So we saw um, Ricky Schroeder. Um, your mom is laughing in the background, too. We saw uh, Gary Coleman. We saw, you know, we saw all these child stars, and they were a child star, and then breaking into mid like that that kind of teen whatever it was, it was tough on them, right? What do you see as right now where you want to be seen as? Hey, I'm Isaiah, an artist. I'm writing music. I can play music. This guy is phenomenal on the guitar. I can sing. I can dance. I can do all. I can act. How, what kind of struggles are you going through right now in that genre? I feel like with me, is I've always kind of really been not relatable, but like to like I know what people like okay. that in my, like in my age range. Like, so some people that might are my age are doing like 
slime videos, DIYs, you know, like that's kind of like for kids. You yeah. can't really do that for teenagers. not going to want to see a slime video. And with songs, we're not going to want to be here about, baby, that's my baby, love you, girl. You know, like that type of stuff. You can't, you can't really do that for our genre right now. Or not genre, our like age range. Kay. So like you got to like kind of like, like you got to hear the music that's kind of going on right now and try to relate to that music. So like a lot of people right now are loving like, the creator Frank Ocean Khalid. So like what we do is we got Miles kind of singing with his vibe and then we kind of relate to that vibe with our voices. Okay. That makes sense. So I feel like that's hopefully what's gonna like kind of relate to our age range right now and hopefully get a bunch of fans in this age range. So what are you seeing, Tran, as far as like um, you know, Isaiah has been, uh, you know, with his background, he's been on the road, he's been on these things. Um, you have a different background and you have, I mean with your pop, like your pop mm-hmm. has toured all over the place. Your mom, one of the, I mean, one of the best R and B artists, you know, that, that, that we knew, um, what are you seeing that you need to work on? What are you seeing as your blind spots? Because you were around this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And you were seeing it and it just was normal. Like, Hey, yeah. uncle Snoop. Hey, pop who happens to be corrupt from dog pound. Yeah. Like, Hey mom from black. Like, mm-hmm. what are you seeing as your blind spots, uh, that, that you're feeling that you really need to, press and 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 conquer so my problem that i have right now is i have stage fright so even right now my heart's beating really fast and my teeth are chattering my legs are shaking and i gotta just get over that like um a long time ago i did a play and um the whole play like i almost messed up my words because i couldn't even think straight because i just i don't know i i like on stage i know if i if when or yeah when we go on tour i don't know if i'll be able to like I mean, of course, they say after the first time, you get used to it. But, like, I don't know. I, I Even when my dad tells me, come out here, son, come out here. Um, just, you know, stand next to me on the stage. I couldn't even do that one. I was just like. How old were you the first time that he told you to do that? Ten. Where were you at? Um, I know we were in Cali. Okay. Uh, but you don't know where it was. Probably Venice. How many people were in the crowd? A lot of people. A lot of people. Too many to tell. Who else was there at the concert? Snoop Dogg. Um... Wiz Khalifa, um, I think um, Dre, Dr. Dre. Okay. I don't know. It was a lot of, it was like one of those events where they just had a lot of people. Okay. A lot of uh, rappers and stuff like that. So, Isaiah, what do you say to Trend? Because, like, for us, right, when we hear Trend, and your mom's feeling this in the background, I can see her. When we hear Trend, I'd be like, if I could sing like that, if I could rap like that, I have no stage fright at all. I mean, what do you, what is your advice to him? Because when you, when I hear you, like you're not a beginner, like it's not a, oh wow, he's just doing a few songs. Like it's veteran stuff. And I'm not telling you that I told you that in the, uh, when, you know, when we were in the wash house, I'm not hyping you. Like your flow is on a, another level. Am I correct on this, Isaiah? Like when you hear it and you've been around, when you hear it, it's special what do you say to him when he says, like, I'm chattering or whatever it is from your experience? Because you've probably been around people who doesn't have, doesn't have, that have toured but haven't had a flow like he has. Am I correct? Yes. So what's your advice to him? So for him, he already has his mom and dad's, like, swag, you know? So, like, I feel like for him it would be a lot really easy. But people who, you can be one of the most amazing singers, and then when you get on a stage, you can just freeze up. You don't know what you're doing. There's a, it's a whole different it's a whole different thing than just, like, you know, singing in t- into a microphone, you know? 
when you're being on a stage in front of thousands of people, you have to watch your every move. You have to see, connect with people. You, have, you can't close your eyes the whole time, you know? You have to, like, have, like, different things, which I already know Trent has because he does it when he's in the studio. And he's, like, he sees his dad doing it all the time. So I feel like his when he just gets over the fright, he'll be okay. But when people are already good, you know, I feel like you're automatically not going to be good at performing. That makes sense. Wow. So what do you think the difference is? Because there's an it factor, right? Now, I know this, I'm asking you this question, so it's not pompous and it's not egotistical that you're going to answer this because I'm asking you. But if you rolled in and was like, yo, this is who I am, you have the it factor. Like you have it. Now, you're going to shake your head. Mom, you're in the background. You know what I'm talking about. You know because you've been around and you see and you represent people. You have it, like that thing that people talk about. I'm getting goosebumps while I'm saying it because you have it. And, and I'm, now, I'm not saying that, like, people that have it sometimes aren't the greatest singer in the whole entire world. Right? Sometimes they're not the greatest dancer in the whole wide world, but they have it and it changes everything. Do you see that you have it? I mean, ever since not I'm asking you so you could say that and not be a jerk, right? But look me in my eyes. Do you know it? Well, I, I always copied people. And I copied. Like I I'd see Michael Jackson and Bruno Mars and I do what they do. So I feel like that's kinda how I try to I've performed. That makes sense. I've taken what they do and I put it on the stage. You just named two people who have it. Yeah, he he has it. He has it. Yeah. And and it's cool because it, what I love about it and what I love about you and the charm of you is when I start talking that way, I even asked him guys to look me in my eye. He didn't look me in my eye when I, when I was asking him. But I tell you, like that. What do you think the the difference. Now, do you see it in other people? Have you ever seen someone yeah. who sings better but doesn't have it, and then you saw someone who maybe didn't sing as well and had it, and they performed at the... Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah? What do you think were the factors? Just, it's just the way they move on stage. You know, people can, like... People can sing, and they just stand still, you know? Like, you can't stand still. You gotta, like, feel the music, kind of... Even if you're not even a good dancer, you can still, like, feel the music, you know? Justin Bieber wasn't really a dancer, and he just, like, became a really good dancer over, like, one year. He didn't even take classes. He just learned choreo. So, like, obviously, like, he has it. And then Chris Brown, I don't think he took dance classes, right? He was just amazing. Chris Brown's one of the best dancers. Oh, my gosh. And then gosh. Bruno Mars, one of the, that's a guy who I can, like, literally say, it factor on stage, literally crazy. Literally can do anything. Plays guitar like a beast. Dances like a beast. Sings like a beast. Just everything about him. And he's just funny, too, on stage. It's like, it's like a comedy show, too. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like seeing them and trying to do what they do helps. And then seeing two people, one that can sing, one without, not, not one without singing, but one that's not as good and has it. It's just a really big difference on stage because, you know, just looking at them and not really paying attention. You're paying attention to the voice, but you're mostly paying attention to the performance. So most of the time when somebody has it or, you know, or, or especially early on, they don't um, recognize it. It's, it's so much easier for me to say, like when I got on the phone with you the first time, and this was like three years ago. So how old are you? You're 14 right yeah. now. So you're like 11. So this weird dude who you don't know gets on the phone. And I'm like, dude, you're the next Justin, Justin Timberlake. I'm sure you've heard it before, but this is a stranger just telling you like, and I'm not hyping you. I'm not like, you know, I'm on a, a private phone call with you and I'm telling you that. When you see somebody that has it and they don't know it, right? How do you explain it to them? 
or <laughs> I don't know. How would you? You don't got it. Have you ever seen somebody who 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 didn't have it and they were like, you know, because we all have roles, right? We all have roles. Like I wanted to play in the NBA, right? But look at me. I ain't playing in the NBA. <laughs> no, as much as I would want to play in the NBA, I mean, I ain't playing in the NBA. And the people would be like, no, Muggsy Bogues made it. No, no, no. I ain't playing in the NBA, right? And I understand that. There's a role that I have. We have roles. Have you seen somebody who is so like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. And you were like, ying, ding, go. Yeah. I know a lot of people, like, I don't want to say that don't have it, but who saw what I did and tried to you know, do Copy what I it. Do. Yeah. Absolutely. So what I do for that is I kind of guide them to help them find their it. Cause everybody has an it for something, you know, there we go. You might not have an it with music, but you might be like the greatest actor ever. And you didn't even know you had it in that's you. Kinda, that's kind of what Miles, Miles didn't know he was singing. I like Miles didn't think of music at all until all of our friends just randomly started making music for fun. And then him and Chen started doing music and Chen like actually took it seriously. So he started trying to guide Miles into like what his voice was not. And Miles found it, and like he took no vocal lessons, anything, and he could sing just like Khalid. So, so how do you take a person? How how do you take a person, Isaiah? Like, and we'll come to you, Trent. How do you take a person that you see that maybe is lacking a little bit of confidence, but has some like crazy potential? How are you? How how are you able to help and draw that out? <laughs> I just said you made my not made my. Oh, uh, you um you. You guide them in the right direction by, um, you. I don't know, like not. You don't put them through a series of tests, but you, you like you're there for them. Just be there for them through everything, every decision they make, and just you know, like um. So if they're like, I want to rap, you say, okay, um, I got you. I'll try to help you the best way I can. And if it doesn't work out, then you'd be like, maybe you should try this because I noticed that you're good at this, and I noticed that you have skills in this. Like with Miles, he um wanted to make music, right? But, like, it was just for fun. Um, and I saw that he actually had potential. So um, I, I told him, can you send me some beats and can you, like, try to rap? Because he was rapping at first. And I was like, um, he sang on, like, one of the parts. And I was like, hey, can you, like, make a whole song of just that voice that you had? And um, I rapped on it, and then it, was, it sounded amazing. And then that's when he found his, his it, you know? So where where have you guys got this like ungodly, untimely wisdom. You're 14, you're 18 years old. You're talking about stuff that 50 and 60 year old guys never get a chance to get to mentally. Where do you think that comes from? Um, experience and failures. I mean, but you're 18 years old. Like, yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Like you're 18, you're 14 years old. Now you travel around the world, you play, you perform, but you guys' mentality is like, you're wanting to help people. Most people at 14 years old are like, well, if you ain't got it, then I'm not trying to hang out with you. Sorry. But, um, you know, at 18 years old, you're like, ah, I ain't trying to help nobody, but you just took us through something that transcends music. And you know, where, where does this come from? Well, if you use big words, it kind of makes you sound a lot um, more mature. <laughs> so, that's kind of what I do. I try to, I try to like use big words and like I'm really cerebral. On another level. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, wait, what was the question again? What like where does it come from? Like where? Because you're wise. You guys are both wise mm -hmm. beyond your years, and you have a like. I mean, you made a song that you wanted to make a change in in the world, 
Oh. You're 14 and 18. Most people are like, oh, I get to make a song. Like you said, I'm going to rap about Diamonds, Girls, and Bentleys. And hey, you know, you ain't driving a Bentley at that time. You know what I mean? Maybe you're going to get some diamonds, but I mean, they're going to be small if, you know. So, like, you guys are conscious. Like, you're yeah. conscious and you're consciously making music that needs to make a difference. Like, wh- where is this coming from? Like, where are you getting the wisdom? Is it all from Mama Sylvia? Because if so, we're buying her course. Yes. So, Basically, we're woke, you know? We waking up. Like, sorry. But, um. Isaiah just, uh, uh, responded to being woke. What was that? What was that? What was that expression? <laughs> what? <laughs> woke? Isn't that like, people in like, they're like 30s or 20s? Or, like, but, I am 30, woke. what are you trying to act like that's old, Isaiah? No, that, man. that's wise. Like, we're okay. awake. We're, we're woken up, you know? Like, like we've seen, we have, like, we've seen everything, you know? Like, we're humble. Um, Isaiah, he's hard, one of the most hardworking people I know. And it's just to the point where he's worked. I'm going to have to be honest. He's worked more than I've ever worked in my life. Like he's done everything. He's danced, he's worked hard and he's earned the wisdom, you know? And it's just like, um, now he's to the point I can see it in him. He's to the point where he wants to get other people up too. He doesn't want to do this alone. And same thing with me. Um, like if I see someone who can rap, I'm going to want to help them because that's music, you know, that's culture. It's, you know, you don't want to do this alone. You want to bring people up and you want to, like, you know, divide and conquer. Absolutely. How about yourself, Isaiah? I know you're not woke. That's what you said. That's for old people, your 20s and 30s. Thanks a lot, Isaiah. I used to be your friend, man. I'm 45, so am I your grandpa? I'm probably your grandpa, huh? That's what it is? I'm old man River sitting over here? I'm joking with you, man. So when Trent was saying, you know, hey, we're, we're woke or we're thinking this way, like, Dude, you're thinking on a different level. It's the reason why I like, I mean, number one, the reason why I wanted to be your friend is because I wanted my daughter to think my, her dad was cool. That's the whole reason. But then when I met you, I was like, I want to continue to be your friend because now for all of you out there too, I ain't trying to be, go be friends with random 14 year olds either. This ain't a Michael Jackson show. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I ain't Michael Jackson, you know, although we like his dancing, I, I, mean, I ain't trying to be him. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, so I'm getting myself in trouble here. But what I, what, I am, what I am saying is as I got to know you more through your parents, um, hearing your heart, hearing where you're going, it made me want to listen to your music more. It made me want to gravitate towards your music, right? So, where, like, where does, that, where does that come from for you? Honestly, a lot from my mom. My mom is always... Every, everything I know, like other than like academics, everything I know is from my mom, 100%. I'm not going on the internet looking up how to be wise, you know? Okay. Like you have to have someone that's teaching you, like, what was it going to Like, Luke Skywalker? Wasabi. Yoda? What's no, Wasagi. Uh, what's the name? Wasagi? That's Mr. Miyagi. Oh, what? Wasagi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going on Star Wars, but is it Luke Skywalker? Luke Skywalker, okay. Or Han Solo. Oh, we won. Oh, yeah. Oh, we won Kenobi. There and Yoda. You yeah, and Yoda. And Yoda. Okay, you mixed them all together though, Tran. Usago, what? What the hell? What'd you say? Wasagi. <laughs> you mixed them all together. That's all right. That's your. That's your Yoda or Masagi. Oh, yeah. Obi Wan Kasagi is what it is. So, we were talking about the the it kind of thing. Um, your music, I believe, has it. Anthem. No one's got to hear it yet. It has it. Like, it has it's. It is what the name is, Anthem. How do you think your music will be able to affect people? 
that song specifically, I feel like when you're just feeling down, you could play that and get like make you feel really happy because there's a lot of songs that are made by people. If you just turn it on, you're like, this reminds me of things and memories. So hopefully that song can be like played when someone's having a really good memory, and every time it's played, they think of that memory. Okay. So, how about yourself, Trent? Um, not only do we want people to dance, but we also want people to hear the words and wake up, like how we're woke. We want them to wake up, you know. What was what's the words that resonate to you the most in the song, Trent? Like when you hear it, that you're like, mm. like there's lyric, there's lyrics for me mm-hmm. that have been parts of my life. Like there's one that uh, was by the, um, uh, it was uh, it was the game song, but it was um, Fifty uh, was on it, mm-hmm. and he said, um, 14 years ago, I got fired from my job mm-hmm. on my day off, like Craig. Neither of you know that reference, yeah, but your Friday, mom's. Friday, Mom, yeah, there Friday. we go. Thank you. I like you, Trent. Yeah. I don't know if I like you anymore, Isaiah, because <laughs> you didn't know what it was. Don't watch it uh, Friday. It won't give you any. Actually, it'll give you wisdom. Watch it with your mom. It's a good family show. But when I got fired 14 years ago, um, there was that song, uh, Hater to Love It, came out. And it said, hate it or love it, the underdog's on top. I'm going to shine, homie, until my heart stops. Go ahead and envy me. I'll be rap's MVP, and I'm, I ain't going nowhere so you could get to know me. And that lyric resonated with me because I was, what I was saying to an industry and what I was saying to a world was the underdog's going to be on top. Yes. I got no job right now. I got no nothing. You took every single thing away from me, but you can't take my heart away. And at some point, you're going to have to be my friend, so you better get to know me right now. What does it resonate to you? What lyric resonates to you in that song that gives you goosebumps and that says, like, and give me the meaning, and what, what does it mean to you? So say, so I can say the lyrics? You can say it. Okay. I mean, is he allowed to, Mama? Okay, good. Okay, I might have to, like, go through, like, because to me, my words, only because it was because my heart was poured out into it. So I was like, um... We do not back down. We better run back now. We black and we success. Our roar when I protest. So basically, like... Um, okay, hold on. For those of you that are old, like Isaiah said, so if you're over 20 or 30, um, you're gonna have, we're going to have to slow that down because our old ears, uh, <laughs> you know, slow it down. Okay. Tell us the lyrics. Walk us through those lyrics again because I think that people need to hear this lyric and then give us the explanation. Okay, so... We do not back down. We better and back now. We black and we success. I roar when I protest. And those words were like the first three words that really like I put my heart into. So basically I'm saying, you know, no matter how many times you kick us around, basically not even not even going directly, not targeting, but anybody really, you can take us down as many times as you want. We're going to get back up. And as a black man, you know, I've 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 had times in school where um, someone who's not of the same color as me has put me down, or a teacher has told me, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna become a rapper. I've I've seen people who become rappers. You're not gonna become one because maybe because I wasn't as smart as the other kids or something like that. So basically, I wanted to say, you know, um, black people can be successful too, and not only black people, but anybody of color or anybody, uh, you know, anybody who's been taken down, you know, and um. I roar when I protest saying, you know, no matter how much times you kick back at me, I mean, not not condoning violence, but I'm going to kick back, you know, even stronger and most likely not in a way of violence. But I roar. You're going to hear me. You're going to hear me roar. Wow. How about yourself, Isaiah? Yeah, I'd say um, those first few lines are like one of my favorite lines of the whole song because 
I feel like whenever someone like whenever someone's listening to that, they're always like this, like they're, they're always like feeling this, like because it's just so like those few words are just so powerful. And like my mom too, she always watches the news so much, and then she gets scared, like she gets like mm-hmm. something's calling you. That's okay. Okay. Don't worry about it. Still filming? All right. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, we'll just push record again on that one, but we're recording on this one, so we're good. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so like she always watches the news. She gets scared. She's like, guys, like there's a riot next to us and that type of stuff. So that's why my first line is like everybody watching the news fill our minds with negativity. So that. Tell us again. What was that one? So, um, Sing it. Everybody watching the news from the minds with negativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we can make a change in this world, in far generation. So it's, it's like, like you're watching. No, no. How do you go from doing that to just being like, oh, so um, back to that <laughs> pass the potatoes? <laughs> I'm saying I would have to come down from that a little bit. That's why God didn't allow me to sing. Because if I would have did that lyric, I would have took my shirt off, put some baby oil on. You know what I mean? I would have been, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm sorry. I said that in front of a 14-year-old, but mom is laughing in the background. I, I'm saying, you, you, just, you, just took us, you just took us to like Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake, and then you were like, and so that's the reason why I did it. That, I mean, that switch is nuts it is amazing I, it's and and it's just what you do i love it i love it please 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 never lose that light like never lose that light and never lose that you're he's smiling right now you can see him in this but he's smiling like oh my gosh are you really talking about me yes i'm talking about you trent trent hit me with freestyle okay oh stitch right kicking in okay okay bring um, it up a little bit bring mm-hmm. it up and bring it like directly in there, so I want you yeah. here. So don't spit in my mic, though. You okay. know what I mean. I'm just joking with you. I'm just joking. With you. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Get them bars. Give me, okay. Give me some. First person I like to thank is God. Let me be honest. Let me thank my mom. Let me thank Aunt Sylvia because she did it all. And no matter what, she never watched me fall. I know that she's the best, and she's just like the rest. They want to watch me succeed. They want to watch me be the best. Um. Rapping is hard because I have a lot of problems. I like to rap. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I've stitched for a second. Okay, 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 okay. Um, beatbox for me real quick. Beatbox. Let me, let me, let me get lit real quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Louder. Hello, my name is Trent. Let me kick it off. Every single time you know I'm not going to fall off. I got to get it, got to get it. You know that I'm spinning. Let me be with it because I got to do it from the beginning. Let me tell you my start. Let me tell you how I did it. Let me tell you where I start. Let me tell you how I'm with it. Yeah. Okay. My dad's name's Corrupt. He's a rapper. Yeah, he's so cool. Yeah, he's the best. Isaiah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not the best freestyler. Yes, you are. Yes, you are, man. Hey, now this is this is the thing that I want uh, that I want to get at too is Isaiah. You see the potential in this guy. Yeah. What do you say? Look at him and tell him what you see because when we were talking about it, we we're talking about it and we were directing it. And Trent's kind of head was down. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I see it, my boy." That whole time I was talking about you. No, I almost there, almost there. I want to have like, no, no. You have like, it. You have it. And what I was saying is, you got to sit in the pocket. You got to sit in the pocket. There's a story that um, there's, uh, you heard the baby bowl and the daddy bowl. You heard this mm-hmm. uh, story before? Mm-hmm. Baby bowl, daddy bowl. 
They're on the top of the hill. Baby bull looks at the uh, daddy bull and says, hey, daddy, let's run down uh, into the valley and have one of them cows because he sees the cows in the valley. And the uh, ba- daddy bull says to the baby bull, why don't we walk down and mm. have them all? Mm. I think if you sit in the pocket, trend and you don't try and emulate anybody, you sit in the pocket of who you are, you already got it. You already got it. You just need to walk in it. Mm-hmm. But don't chase it. Cooperate with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes, sir. So what do you say to him, Isaiah? Because you see, he's got it. Like, it's not, it's not even a, like, developing. All it is is just, am I correct on this, Isaiah? It's just time. Like, he's going to be around. You guys are going to tour. You guys are going to be on stage. He's going to keep developing it. He's going to keep developing. You've been through this process already. You're 14 years old. You've been through the process. What do you say to him? With, yeah, with me, when I was a kid, I took a bunch of vocal lessons, but my voice was never really that good. <laughs> but, um, what? And then, and then I went. Hold on, I, huh? I went to Kids Bar, right? And I didn't take vocal lessons. Just it kind of just evolved when I started working with this um, with this amazing vocal coach named Katie. So she has helped me pretty much with the voice I have now, with everything, knowing a lot, knowing more about my voice. That kind of like going into your mixed voice, going how to change from falsetto to your chest voice a lot more easier. How to crack right now. Um, but yeah, I feel like it just takes a lot of time because you're not going to like get it off the, off the rip, you know, you're not going to just like go to a first spoken lesson and be the most amazing singer ever. I mean, if you do, congrats, but like, <laughs> it's, it's really hard. It's, it's one in a million. But so you said you had to work at it. Work at it. 100%. Now, how was your voice on a scale of one to 10? Where was your voice at? When? When you started, you had no vocal ability. It's like zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. You had no vocal ability at all. I mean, I could hit a note, but, like, it wasn't good. So you're saying that you can learn it? Yes. 100%. Wow. That's the, that is the billion-dollar question because people always say, well, okay, well, you have to be born with it. I don't believe that to be true. I think you could teach anything, right? You could lead a horse to water. And also, people also are hard to teach sometimes. There we go. So, like, you can't be like, oh, yeah, everyone can learn it, you know? Like, it's... Every, everyone can learn it if you have the skills to pick up what she's teaching you. Where did you get the drive? Where did you get the drive to? And because most kids at your age would say, like, no, I got this. Because, you know, at 14 years old, most of the time, we're, we're trying to tell our mom, like, back off, mom. I know everything. I got this. Don't even worry. You're, watch me do this thing. And your mom is sitting back being like, when you're 30, you're going to realize that I was right the whole time. Like, and you guys still got, like, half your life until you realize that your parents are right. But... Where did you get the drive? Like, where did you get the drive to listen? My whole life, I always listened to my mom, you know, because I've been in the industry. Is it because she cracked the whip? No. Because she's super nice. Like, mom's super nice. Does she, she got that backhand? She got that backhand? She got that backhand? Definitely very strict, but okay. it's also like, ever since I was a kid, I've always been in the industry. And if you're in the, in- if you're in the industry, you have to be very professional. So I feel like I never really thought of that. I love what you just said because what you said is a a standard for you, but that's not, I'm not saying that that statement isn't true, but what I would say is that's a standard that you have that's character because you just said, if you're in the industry, you have to be professional. Am I correct on this? That you've, that's not the norm. You're not the norm. To be teachable in an industry of, of super talented people is not the norm. And I, I mean, I just think that it's amazing that you think that that's regular. I mean, that, that shows. So, uh, you know, Trent, when you're, yes. when you're looking at these things, um, you know, when you're looking at, uh, um, 
where, why'd you start listening? Like, why'd you start listening? Why do you want to work hard? Um, because number one, I want to work hard to make everyone proud, but I started listening because I wasn't listening, you know? Um, were, were you a knucklehead growing up? I was a knucklehead. When like when did the knucklehead. when did the thing switch? Because you're a, such a humble guy. You've said, and one of the biggest things that I've I've noticed about you since the time that I met you mm-hmm. is that you called me sir all the time. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you how much that means. I'm old school, and my kids have friends, and they roll up in my house and they try to call me by my first name, mm-hmm. and I ain't having that. Like, and I'm that dad, like everybody else is, and it's weird. This generation is like, oh, that's Johnny. And I'm like, that's Mr. Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm Mr. C, I'm Mr. Kelly, I'm whatever in my house. You have called me sir every single time that you've been here. And it, I want to, I want to, I want to tell you it's awesome. I want to tell you it's amazing. There'll be people that tell you, oh, you're calling me sir. I'm, I'm not old, but in their heart, they're still saying thank you because you're showing respect. Mm -hmm. When were you a knucklehead? And what was the knucklehead point that turned you and said, I don't want to be a knucklehead no more? I was a knucklehead all my life. I think I just recently stopped being one. Um, like, even every once now, every now and then. When I was the last knucklehead point. moment? I know it. Yeah. yeah I know yeah, it. Uh, like <laughs> so tell us the months, truth. Two months ago. Okay, two months ago. When was it? Like, that was like two months, yeah. Okay, tell us the knucklehead. That was like the first month of quarantine. That was like, okay, tell us the knucklehead moment. Can, can I say it? Say oh, it. Okay, so. You allowed to? Yeah, okay. you say it. So my auntie was like, all right, so um, my friend was like, Miles, he was like, hey, do you want to come to, um, do you want to come to um, my house so we can work on like some old songs? I was like, uh, sure. And my auntie was like, you know, she has, you know, illnesses, so mm-hmm. quarantine really affects her. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm only thinking about myself, you know, I'm not even, I'm being selfish. So I said, she said, you know, if you go, you're not coming back. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I got all these places to go. It's I, I'm, I'll come back whenever the time's right, right? And I wasn't thinking for about anybody else but myself. And of course, now I've learned my mistakes, and yeah. I'm just like, you know, forget about myself. I got to think about Aunt Sylvia now. But um, I went, and uh, God gave me one of those teachable moments. Everybody I called to go over to their houses was like, I'm sorry, you can't come over. You can't come. And of course, the people at the house was like, you know. Yeah, because of Corona. Everybody, like, my sister, she was the one that was like, oh, yeah, you can come over. And when I went there, she was like, sorry, yeah, I forgot to talk to my mom. You can't come over. My other sister was like, nope, you can't come over. And it's just I had nowhere to go. And then my dad calls me, wakes up. You know, he says, he goes, he goes, wake up. And I'm like, I'm like sleeping. He's on the phone. He goes, wake up. You don't got to like that. You don't got a job. And then, like, I get up, and then I'm on the phone with him, and he's going off of me. Like, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Like, you, you're not thinking about Aunt Sylvia. And he was like, drop him at the bus stop. Let him figure it out on his own. My grandpa was like, don't, don't take him back. Don't take him back. And Aunt Sylvia was like, um, you can come back, but you have to be in quarantine in your room for like 14 days. Wow. So, so that was a big knucklehead moment for me. And I think I still have my knucklehead moments. Not as big of a you know screw-up as that one. But um, I think uh, when I stopped being a knucklehead is when I got out of 12th grade to move out here uh-huh. because um I was that's when I was at the top of my knuckleheadness like I was just messing up left and right I was taking everything for granted um and then it's almost like to the fact where you don't if you don't have a home you kind of realize you appreciate the little things in life when you when you're like kicked out of your house and you're like because my grandma I wouldn't want to say she kicked me out but she said if you're not gonna do school you gotta go 
And I was so focused on music that I didn't want to do school anymore. So, of course, I'm going to do school now, finish 12th grade. But, you know, I kind of, like, had to get humbled. Yeah, so I have to finish school so that way I can focus 100% on the music. So what do you guys, like, through your experiences, like that experience, how do you translate that into music? This has always amazed me because people will, you'll hear the backstory of a song, right? Mm -hmm. So you hear the backstory of a song, and I just had, uh, you guys just met Tim Foreman from Switchfoot. So uh, he was just in. And his his last album, right? Uh, He's a Grammy Award winner. Um, And the guy that you met, the guy that I introduced you to, right? So... He, uh, they did a, a album called Native Tongue, and Native Tongue was about speaking the native tongue that a human has, a human being, because we didn't learn hate, we didn't learn darkness, we didn't learn any of those things. We were born as light, we were born as love, and if we get back to our native tongue as love, then we're going to speak that to the world, right? How have you guys been able to take your experiences and translate them into music, and what, like as you're writing now, what are some of those experiences? Do you think that you're going to, do? You, at some point, do you think, Trent, that you'll rap about that experience and the lesson that, that it was? Every song I've wrote on my phone has been about my experience. So, like, do you, you have know, your phone with you? It's, it's not charged. I've got a, hey, come here. Is it a, a regular one? Okay, yes. I'm going to charge it while we're talking because okay. we want to be able to. But, so, how, how about yourself, Isaiah? Like, you know, now, some people could say a charmed life, right? Two, since you're two years old, you're in the entertainment business. Um, you haven't, have you been to regular school before? Yeah. Okay. I was in regular school till I was For how long? Fifth grade. For till fifth grade. So you <laughs> went to fifth grade and then you went on tour. Yeah. Right? You've been on tour. Um, playing all around the world. Charmed life, things like that. What difference do you want to make to kids and what message do you want them to hear? And what do you um, say to a kid? Like, when you say, like, I want you to be a good kid, listen to your mom and all that stuff, what do you say to the kid that's like, yo, Isaiah, that's easy for you to say. You had it easy your whole damn life. You've been able to do this, do that. I'm not saying that that's me, but there's a lot of kids out there that be like, yo, traveling the world, you got the greatest life in the world, and you have no challenges at all. I know that not to be true. Yeah. What do you say to that kid? Well, you know, you always, when you're, Sorry, everyone that's in the business has always, at one point, wanted to be a normal kid. So when you're on a tour and you see all your friends going somewhere and you can't be there with them, it's really hard. I know it's kind of like not really like, oh, compared to all these other problems, but just because I'm on tour doesn't mean I'm not a normal kid and doesn't mean I don't have normal, actual human problems. Like, I had my appendix removed on tour. Um, Did they burst or did they... I don't know. Did they, no, no. Did, okay, because if you burst, it's serious yeah. challenges. But but we, you got that pain. It, and we caught it right because we're in Cleveland, and that's from the best hospitals, and we caught it right before it burst. The Mayo Mayo Clinic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we, I got surgery, and I had to fly back home. And, yeah, like everything's not easy just because you're touring around the world. So wait a second. The kid out there that's out with their parents getting frozen yogurt, yeah? And they're dreaming about, oh my gosh, I see Isaiah and I see Trent and they're traveling around the world. They're making music. That kid that's dreaming about that, you're dreaming about being at the frozen yogurt shop with the parents? Yeah. 
That's mind blowing to most of the kids that would be listening to this right now. You guys realize that. The thing with me though is I've just I mean of of course I've always been around some form of, you know, excitement. Like my life I'm not gonna say it was boring. But then again, I was always a normal kid. Like, um I I mean, if you wanna be some if you wanna be something to change the world, you have to work for it. You have to change it. Don't just say I want to, you gotta change it. So for me, I went to normal school. I, you know, didn't have enough food in the pantry, so I had to say, Grandma, can we get some food in the pantry? I've had to struggle doing work. I've had to I have crushes, heartbreaks. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I had a lot of those. Um, Do you stay away from telling people who your pop is and who your mom is because of the way that you'll be treated? Um, yeah, um, I've noticed. I'm going to say this on camera. I've noticed a lot of, there's a lot of fake people in the world. And when I was in California school, Everybody knew who he was, but I didn't tell them. And then it always, somehow someone, I told one person and mm. everybody found out. Okay. Girls started talking to me. Um, football players wanted to be my friends. And every once in a while they go, yo, you know, my dad wanted to autograph from your dad. And I'll be like, okay, that's cool. But I, I don't want to go home because my dad's normal. He's like everybody else. So um, me and him always have problems. So maybe not, not all the time I want to go to the house and tell him somebody wants your autograph. Well, he loves it, but I don't. Like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So when have you ever used it to your advantage? Girls. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about okay. an experience where a girl was not letting you holler, and then you said it, and you just turned it right around. You used a secret weapon. I uh, set it up, actually, with me and my friend. Um, so I liked this girl, but she didn't like me because I wasn't, like, a, a star, like a sports, the star sports guy or super tall. So... I was, I asked this, like, I was asked my friend, I'm like, hey, can you, like, just, yo, um, your dad did this, this, and this, oh, man, I love your dad, can I get your autograph type thing, and, um, I sat next to her, was waiting, and he did it, and she was like, oh, is your dad famous, I was like, oh, my dad, yeah, he's just corrupt, you know, he's just, he's just a rapper, famous rapper, yeah, or whatever, she's like, oh, I was like, um, you want my Instagram or something, and she was like, yeah, and then I never talked to her, because, like, my you didn't need to talk me. to her. Yeah, anyway. my friends were telling me, bro, she didn't even want to talk to you until yes. she found out that your dad was a rapper. Like, you know who you are out there. We ain't going to say your name, but yeah. you know who you are, chicken head. You know who you, you know, are. Yeah, exactly. Seventh grade. <laughs> so, so how about yourself, Isaiah? Like, I mean, being a normal kid, like, it, it's kind of tough, right? I mean, it's kind of tough when, I mean, when you've gone through what you did, did you stay away from, like, you know, say when you go to a place, when you go to a new neighborhood, whatever it is, um, or you're in a place, you're maybe traveling with your mom or whatever it is, do you have the tendency to almost stay away from any conversation about that because you don't want to be treated different? Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, sometimes you know, the word kids bop can, like, from my age, that's why it's kind of hard, and that's kind of, somehow I, my age, kids bop's embarrassing to people. Kids bop's, like, not really cool sense so like that's kind of hard when you like meet new people and that comes out Does that makes sense but yeah I mean I have my real friends I have a group of friends so I'm vibing I don't really need to make any more friends but yeah yeah well it's cool for me because my friends that uh, that is my core group is actually uh, I, I became friends with them before you guys' age so my my best friend in the world his name is will uh, we've been friends since I was in fifth grade 
So it's nice to hear that. And I've kept those friends the whole time. So Will, Dave, Dale, Andy, Alfred, DeAndre, um, my brother. Um, these are a core group of friends that honestly, no matter what I ever do, um, no matter whatever happens, they'll always just smack me in the head and be like, you know, you still got a big ass head. You know what I mean? Like your, your head is physically big, like not that you got an ego, but, uh, you know, your head is really like a, me- a melon is what they would say. Um, so do you guys have friends like that in your, in your life yeah. that are, just got friends that roast each other all the just, time. just smack you in the back of the head. Like earlier today, we were roasting each other while we were getting aired and just going back and forth. Like he was like, yo, you look like that tree over there. And I was like, no, you look like that power box. <laughs> no, 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 but he actually looks like the cinnamon stick from Apple Jacks. That's why you built like the apple from the Apple Jacks. <laughs> So you're, I, I love this because you're, uh, you know, Mama Sylvia and Auntie Sylvia said something today that really resonated with me. And it was it was exciting to hear what she said was you guys group. Um, you guys group. Tell me. Tell me. Uh, for the moment. For the moment. Cause I didn't want to mess it up because I've messed it up before mm-hmm. for the moment. So your group for the moment. She compared it to the Wu-Tang Clan because what she wanted to do and the way you guys wanted to set it up was you guys are all amazing individuals that happen to come together, but that you guys are going to be doing solo projects simultaneously while you're working together, which hasn't happened since the Wu-Tang Clan. I believe that that doesn't happen because of ego. How do you think you guys are going to deal with that as you grow? Because you guys are going to blow up. Like Anthem is going to blow up. Like, and it's going to expose people to other parts of your music, right? How are you, how do you think you're going to be able to deal with that? Because I think one of the, a couple of the greatest groups of all time, uh, one in U2, the other one, the Rolling Stones, U2 came on uh, stage one time and they went to accept an award. And he said, uh, I'm so excited to be able to do the thing that I love with my best friends from high school. And that's who we are. But most bands get to a point and then they can't deal with each other. And then they break apart. And the person who loses, you know who it is? Me, because I like their music. Some of the greatest groups of all time. I'm like, dude, just work it out. Like, I don't care if you don't like them. Work it out, because I need the music back. You know what I mean? But you're going to break up because you're mad at each other. Like, just make music. How are you guys going to deal with that? Well, we were friends from the beginning. We we were friends. We were literally out of sleepover, just us. And then we made it, so we were friends before, so hopefully... I mean, well, I think we're good. We're all, we're chilling. Yeah. yeah. I don't hold grudges, so if the band ever separates, it'll probably be like a mutual. But I don't see it separating for a long time because because we're gonna be we're gonna be doing eventually. We're gonna still be together, but like the Wu Tang Clan, we're gonna be doing our own individual stuff. So it's not like somebody's gonna be like, "I'm leaving to do my own individual stuff" because we're already doing that. So I don't think I don't see us. How, how much pressure do you guys feel to like, how much, how much pressure do you feel, uh, to, um, as far as musically, like uh, Isaiah, you were talking about earlier, like you're listening to what people are listening to. Right. And some of my favorite groups in the, in the world, um, number one, De La Soul, right. De La Soul, when they came out, they were nothing like anybody else. Right. I gravitated towards them. They lasted the test of time. 1989, they started in hip-hop, and they're still going today, which is absolutely unheard of in hip-hop. But they weren't the same as everybody else, right? How were you guys able to balance listening to what and understanding and studying what 
people listen to now and creating your own sound as for the moment, like that is, because let me tell you this, a lot of, and I'm sure you guys have seen this in the music industry, um, people will grab a kid who could dance, a kid who could sing, a kid who could rap, put them together. Okay, we're going to make this mastermind, right? I'm going to make this mastermind, and then you're going to become almost prisoner of the image that you build, right? And I've seen this happen with myself. I, I built a brand, and then I turned around without ever knowing it and realized that the brand then was my boss. How are you guys going to be able to, number one, break into a, a, like a pop scene, which is, I mean, you hear very similar music. You do. You hear, um, you know, whether it be rapping, you hear very similar. You hear very similar cadence, tones, things like that. I literally, there's a lot of, and this is maybe a, a complaint of my generation when uh, they say like, oh, the golden era of hip hop and all this stuff. But I literally could turn on the, the radio right now and I can hear 16 people and think that they're all the same person. Yes. But it sells. Yeah. Okay. Now, I ain't hating on that. How are you going to be able to differentiate yourself and really continue to say the message that you guys want to say, the thing that is heavy on your heart? Because like Dela, when they came out, they were talking about me, myself, and I when everybody else was talking about guns and, and uh, you know, and gangster rap and they everyone else was wearing gold and they were wearing african patches but most of the guys who were doing the gangster rap which i love too they ain't around right now so what are you guys thinking about in that and how are you going to differentiate your sound and and what do you guys want? Like, what do you want your sound to be? Um, um, so, yeah, so every person, like, what I, when I, what I feel when I hear our band, it's almost like every song is a feature with four different people, but amazing people, you know? Every yeah. song's like a feature. So even, like, it's like every person you hear that comes next, it's not like the same person singing after one another everybody's different. Isaiah and Freddie are both singers, but they're two different people, and they both give two different feels. Me and Miles, we both, you know, off. We don't sing, but, he, well, he sings more than I do, but we both give two different feels, you know? So, um, but but the main goal is to rap and sing about the same exact thing, but in our own perspective. So if you listen to a song and have four different perspectives, but also match into one that also gives you like I don't know, you know what I, you know what I'm trying Absolutely. to say, right? Yeah, so that's basically like how we're going to be different from everyone else because we're different. Absolutely. Well, my mom already said, um, go for longevity, not um, not just make a one hit wonder. You know, like you have to think about what can be played in the like in ten years. You know, I could still be like bopping in ten years. Oh, I remember this song. Hey, son, this is my song when I was a kid. You know, like that type of stuff. So you just gotta like think of what you want to do and make sure that you like it, and it's not what, like, it's not what um, you're not catering to like all the other people. You you make you gotta make sure you like it, and it's probably gonna be some someone that likes it too. You know, because like if you're gonna make something that you don't like, 
it's just gonna be with you the, like all the time that you don't like it. You just like you can always hear something that's like, oh, I don't like this song. Like, please turn it off. You know. So I feel like you just gotta like be confident in yourself. And yeah, that's. Have you have you uh, done a song that you didn't like? Covers, yeah. Okay. And you kid. weren't feeling, you weren't feeling. But I, was, I was a kid. Okay. I, I, never, I was like really, really. So you were a kid and you did, I, I know, because he's old, he's 14. Um, <laughs> so he's on, he's on that retirement track right now. But. Yeah, what do you mean 100%? Which one? Which one was it? Pretty what do you every mean? Every single one I did when I was a kid. Okay. Every single one before 10. It's got 11 million views. Now, but let me tell you, let me ask this though. Okay, so you have one that maybe you don't like that has crazy views. Do you have one that you love that didn't get any pub at all? No. I said like anyone else before 10. Was that? My voice was terrible. Your voice was terrible before then. Terrible. So what do you tell, like, when, when Trent says this and he says, oh, it's better than mine or stuff like that, what do you tell Trent? Like, when you look at him and you see his talent, you see how gangster he is. I mean, this dude is, he's got it. What do you tell him? Like, and how do you tell him as a buddy? Because you want to roast him, too. You don't want him to get a big head. But what do you tell Trent about his talent level and, you know, the advice that you would give to Trent? Because he's kind of just started, like, he's getting started in it. He's going to be cutting his teeth in it. If you could look back and talk to 10-year-old Isaiah, what would be that advice, and what advice would that be to Trent? Make songs you like. Don't don't think about other people. Do what you like and speak up. What do you like right now? I like what I'm doing. Like, what do you, what do you, I mean, but what is it that you like? Because what you're doing is fire. Like, it is, and it, it, it comes out, like, hearing it, I got to hear it. None of you guys who are listening to this, hopefully by the time this comes out, actually it won't because I'm going to drop this today. So these people aren't going to be able to hear it. I've heard it. It's on fire. What is in your heart right now? Like what is the things that is burning inside of you right now? Just trying to make a change with my voice because I know that's what God gave me to do. God gave my voice like what to do with that. So I feel like... Because people would use their thing, use their voice for like, as you said, diamonds, cars, Bentleys, girls, you know. Just got to use it for the right purpose in life because people are really going off track and not going in the right direction. So music has really been a great connection to people. And you got to put what you want to make a change in music because if you're listening to music, it's kind of what's relatable and kind of what's what, what it wants. Wait, what's the word? What? Trying to show you what to do. That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. So, Trent, what's on your heart right now? Like, what's what is like what really fires you? What gives you goosebumps? What makes the pen flow onto the paper? Well, okay, I'm old, so I'm saying pen to paper. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing it on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, makes you type really fast on your iPhone? Well, well, actually, when I first started making music, it was pen and paper. I, you were? Yeah. It was yes, I love you, Trent. Yeah. I, I was, like you even more than and, I did before. It sucked because you had to, like, scratch it, it, it out. It sucks yeah. because you had to write? No, because you had to scratch it out when you okay. messed up, and then you had to, like, unless you had a pencil. That's what most people do, man. Yeah, but then I... I, I know, I know. Modern-day tools and yeah. uh, technology yeah, is what it is. Yes. But um, what fires me to make music is... Well, what fires you? Like, what's burning in your heart right now that... Like when you go, that you don't even have to think. You just, just, that you just throw a pen to paper. Oh, I want to be heard. Like that's. What do you want people to hear? Um, What's heavy on your heart right now? 
Um, there's so much. Okay. Uh, first things first, equality. Okay. I want equality. What does it mean to you? What if equality? What does mean? equality mean to you? People doesn't don't look at me and treat me different. Like okay. I don't want like lately. Um, ever since Black Lives Matter thing, uh, a lot of people that I know, you know, treat me different. You know, they don't. So they wanna... treated you different since that happened. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Tell us why. Okay, because they don't want to. I don't know. They don't want to be racist. And you know, some of my friends, they're not really racist, but they can make a joke like. You look like that or you look like this, but they don't want to say it because they don't want to, like, offend me or, like, cops don't want to make eye contact with me. And the fact that I don't want to make eye contact with cops is bad, too. Like, you know, like... So you've seen some negative sides to... I mean, some negative sides to it where people are treating you a little bit different in it. Mm -hmm. What do you say to, like... I was just having this conversation with my my daughter and my son. So my... their, Their thing right now, they're 8 and 11. Right, which hopefully Uncle Brad, he's in the room too. Uncle Brad's gonna film one of you guys' new videos too. Yes. That guy is gangster, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully he's gonna text uh, McKenna to get her butt over here so she can <laughs> see you. Because if I see you and my daughter doesn't see you, Isaiah, she's gonna be mad. But they've been on this war. I'm Daddy's favorite. I'm Mommy's favorite. I'm mommy's favorite and daddy's favorite. And they take our phone and then they do the wallpaper and they change it to their face. Uh, and every day I wake up to a different picture on my phone. And sometimes it's McKenna, sometimes it's Maddox. And I know who did it by whose face is on there. <laughs> and then they're like, dad, I'm the favorite, huh? Cause it's on your phone. And I had to send my daughter down the other day because she was really mad at me. And she's like, you let Maddox play Fortnite all the time. And he gets V bucks. And I said, do you know how much your bike costs? Because I just got a new bike. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, no. And I said, try. Mm-hmm. She said, $200. I said, try again. Mm. And then she's tried again. And I said, try again. And I said, as many V-Bucks as he's got, it pales in comparison to the one bike that you got. Now, I said, do you know how many bikes were in San Diego? And she said, no. I said, there was two bikes in all of San Diego. Two. That daddy had to search for those bikes. You know how far daddy drove to get the bike? One hour each way because there was traffic. And there was only one store in all of San Diego to be able to do it. But we had one day to be able to get it. And daddy went one hour one way, one hour the next way, and paid more than any of the V-Bucks that he has. So stop comparing yourself to other people. Mm. So, and this is an 11-year-old that I'm talking to, but she said, Daddy, you're hearing me, but I don't, or you're listening, but you're not hearing me. And what she was telling me is that she just didn't feel special. Mm. I think some people are, are mishearing equality, right? Because if every single person was truly just equal across the board then you wouldn't feel special. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And what I had to help her to understand is, although now what I hear from you is that you want to even playing or like a more even playing field, right? Mm-hmm. I had to explain to my daughter at that time that if I, tre- if I did exactly the same thing for her as for him, he probably wouldn't like it because that was her desires and not his desires. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Mm, that, I mean, I can relate I can How could you relate to that? Because, like, I don't know, like, with my dad, I always felt like, you know, he treated the others different than me. 
but I guess the way you're saying it, he did buy me expensive items, and just because he gave them month twenty dollars every here and then, every like now and then, doesn't it doesn't compare to the uh, five hundred dollar PS4 Pro or like the seven hundred dollar PS4 Pro I got? So I can understand that. Okay. Yeah. Well, it it hurt though for me as a parent because a lot of times for me, and it wasn't about the the, the material part of it, mm-hmm. but as a parent, like. Isaiah can say this because, you know, he's the only child, so he can be like, yo, I'm the favorite, right? So you could ask your mom who's the favorite, but now the trend's in the house, uh, you can't be the favorite anymore, right? Because <laughs> trend's trying to war for that. But when you're, when, you're looking, when you're looking at those kind of things, when you guys are, now let's, let's flip it around to you guys as friends, because you guys both are, are, are superstars in your friend's eyes. Oh, no, not me. I'm yes, you are. Trend. Yes, you are. Both of you are. How do you deal with that, Isaiah, where you have, you know, friends and one of them is like, yo, Isaiah, why did you take this person or why did you hang out with that person a lot? Because your time is super valuable and people see it as that. I mean, how are you able to deal with that? I just say, no, suck it up. We're all friends. Okay. <laughs> like, like, you can't really be jealous of people hanging out with each other. You know, like, people like hang out together without me i'm like i don't care like your friends go go do that it's whatever you know like you can't really get, get mad because we're all friends we don't always have to hang out in a group you know we're all friends for a reason yeah. it's not like i'm just friends with training the group i'm not friends with them myself you know like sometimes you gotta have some one-on-one time with people so it's awesome so let's go back to a trend because you were talking about like during this time sometimes uh, people have maybe been a little bit skittish with you and has made you feel uncomfortable. Like they haven't, uh, like, uh, sensed the, uh, sense the stuff with, uh, you know, black lives matters, things like that, mm-hmm. that I would have thought the other side, I would have thought that you maybe were being treated better. But what you were saying is sometimes you're f- getting treated and kind of al- almost uncomfortable during those times. Can you expand on that? Okay. So I, there's this like thing called Omegle, right? And okay. I was plugging the band, right? And some people will go, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And, you know, I would think, okay, why, you know, you wouldn't say that to, uh, like, a Hispanic if you, if they went on, right? <laughs> um, and then there's a lot of people who said the N-word and just trying to be racist. And they were like, mm. they would mention what happened. And it's just like, it just hurts kind of. And it's just, you can see the evil in this world. And I hate it. Like, it's, I don't know, it's just, it makes me feel like I'm, I'm not proud you know, mm-hmm. like I want to be proud to be black, but it's so hard when everyone else tears you down for being black. And so what I mean with both of you guys, because both of you guys deal with it on different levels. Right. I mean, uh, Isaiah, you're mixed. Yeah. And so you guys deal with it on different levels, whereas, uh, you know, a person walking into a store could look at you and just say, oh, you know, I see your mom. I know who your mom is. I know that uh, your mom is Mexican. Um, you're Mexican. Right. But, you know. And sometimes it exposes people talking about things around you that they don't know. Does that make sense? Like most people don't know I'm Mexican. So I worked in Memphis, Tennessee. And as a hairdresser, I remember, like, if you look at me, with the exception of the fact that I have a 63 Impala, then you would think that I'm white, <laughs> right? And except the fact that you would see my uh, uncles that with tube socks up to their uh, knees, oh, no. you know what I mean, and a hairnet, then you would think that I was just white. If you came to a barbecue with my family and saw the 22-ounce Budweiser cans, then you would know. But that it, would, it would open them up to have a conversation, and they would be saying things. They would, like, I would have people in my chair that would be like, them 
damn Mexicans Ooh. and be like, you feeling me? And I'm thinking, <laughs> no, I'm not feeling you at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? You feeling me? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They, and they, and I'll be like, nah, I'm not at all because my dad is what you're talking about. How has that affected you, Isaiah? Like, because obviously you deal with it on a different level. Yeah. I feel like with that is like, when you're thinking about it, people don't see me, as you said, don't, people don't see me as like black. Like it's my, it's only my dad. So when I'm posting about it and, and seeing it's like, sometimes I get people saying like, oh, you're not black. Like what? Like, what? And I'm just like, I am like, I got to post like, this is my culture. This is my people. Like you can't really stay silent about that. Even if you, or even if you don't, and not, let's say not, you're not even black at all. Like it's really good speaking up right now because that's, more powerful, not no more powerful. I'm saying, but it's, it's really good. We just gotta have everyone speaking up because if even if we just gotta have everyone's like as as we're trying to spread equality, we're trying to have everyone talking about it, not just the blacks, not just the Mexican, you know. So with that, is there some people like you know people are racist? There's racist, and when people are white and saying it, I feel like that is a bigger power on them since their own culture saying that and supporting it, which it should. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. What's the word I'm looking for? Discriminate people because of the color of their skin, you know. So I feel like it's, yeah. So with you guys for the moment, what, with you guys' band, what, like, as far as the different, what difference will you guys make? Because, you know, a lot of people will say, like, you know, hey, I want to go to a protest and I want to protest, right? So I want to do that. Um, that protest needs to end up turning into something, right? So if you protest and then all the people get woke, like, Trent said, and then they go out and vote, yes, we make a difference. Does that make sense? Um, we, you know, we speak about it, and then we act. And what I love about both of you is what I'm hearing from you guys is in direct relation with your actions, the way that you're treating people. What difference in that aspect do you think, and what action do you think that you can spur people to be able to, uh, to, be able to make? Um, treat, I don't know, just treat everyone like they're special kind of, you know, like, I don't know, involve everyone. So when, if we make the new song Anthem, we're going to have people of all colors, all colors, you know, being involved, <laughs> being involved with it. <laughs> he just, he just turned the mic away from him. <laughs> <laughs> we want people of all colors being involved with it. And, um, yeah, so we're going to. Yes, yeah. You really, like, threw me off there. He was doing a little yeah, Jiminy yeah, Cricket. Uh, no, that's okay. I'll clean it, man. No, no, that's how it is, man. It's you travel around the world, I could clean up the no, stuff. No, You're good. It's okay. Yeah, but, yeah, we're going to have people of all colors involved. And, um, yeah, just to make a change and to show that, you know, just so they can feel, you know, feel us. What do you want the kids to go out and do? Like, you know, uh, as far as like, what action do you want a kid to take? So, so a kid now that's going to be listening to the music and say like Anthem is jamming. Like I'm going to make a TikTok about it, which is going to be awesome, right? Because mm -hmm. it's going to be able to have more plays and downloads and all the different things, right? Yeah. But you guys did this for a reason. Like you guys did Anthem for a reason. Like there's heart. Like I can feel it. What do you, enough. what do you want the kid? What do you think that the actionable item for a kid that's 15, 16 years old, what could they do right now? Like bang right now that would start to make a difference. Now you could say, well, they can 
you know, get a different congressman, but that's going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. And TikTok is only one minute because the generation right now ain't got no attention span. Mm -hmm. So what can we do like literally right now? Could they, I mean, and when I say it, here's an example. You could start opening the door for a woman before she walks into the store. If you are as a man, Mm -hmm. right? That would be an actionable item. You can start calling your parents, uh, friends by Mr. Or Mrs. Or Mm -hmm. sir. What would be that thing that you think? And for the moment, um, what would the band want a kid to do? Like what's something that they can do? Well, you know, we don't want to like make them doing because, you know, we got those stubborn kids out there, but, the simplest thing, like, tell somebody of another race or even the same race, give them a compliment, you know? Be nice. Um, do something for someone even though they didn't ask for it. Make someone a sandwich. Go go give a homeless person a sandwich. Like, just do something that doesn't really affect you but affects someone else in a bigger way than it does you. Do something for no return. Yeah. Like, what would that be? Sandwiches. That gets, like, you guys are both into sandwiches. What kind of sandwiches do you guys eat? Subway, I like um, Subway Popeyes. sandwiches. Popeye. Now, was the Popeye's chicken sandwich as good as what they said it was? For the yeah. first, for the first yeah, hype, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After a while, no, no, for the first time, like it was bomb. But then it just started going down. Yeah. It's like they started giving them bad chicken. No, they stopped caring. They yeah, wasn't tryharding anymore. Okay, is it better than the spicy chicken sandwich at Chick Fil A? Yes. No. No. Yes. Yes. It is? Yes. Chick-fil-A is better. No. Okay, you're getting sponsored by Chick-fil-A. You're getting ch- sponsored yeah, by Popeye's? Uh, yeah, because in Atlanta, in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Chick-fil-A, okay, yeah, that's whatever. But Popeye's, they they were doing their thing. They had it. Okay, yeah. They were the, cooking the in the kitchen. No, 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 no. When they had that little war going on, the Popeye's chicken sandwich and the chicken, chicken, whatever what is it called? Yeah, Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich? Back then it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, the only thing Chick Fil A I liked about that was the fact that they were putting cows on the signs and making them right eat more chicken. Like, so you like the marketing from it, but you, yeah, but you didn't like the chicken sandwich. No, I didn't like the chicken sandwich. It's horrible. Okay, but that's because that's the only option I have. I like Popeye chicken. Sandwich. You like Popeye chicken? Yeah, sandwich? It, was spi- it was hot. It was spicy. It was muy caliente. What did it have a lot of crisp to it? Yes, it had the best yeah, amount of crisp. The, the and part, the, the buns, the buns. Don't even get me started with the buns. The buns were like just. So crispy and so soft. Do you know they were just like amazing? Like you got them straight from France. That's a, that's a next level. Yeah. How about you, Isaiah? You you're looking at giving right, that. So, so the Popeyes, when I first had it, it was so crispy, so good. I was like, this is amazing. And lately, it's just like I bite into it, and then you know when you get like a string. Oh, <laughs> oh, and you yeah. can't eat it, and it's like it's like gross. Like they just went downhill so yeah. hard. As of right now, I know I just talked a lot of crap, but as of right now, the uh, Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich is better because, you know, Popeye's, they don't put the energy anymore. Okay, so how are you going to make your music like the uh, the <laughs> Chick-fil-A sandwich and keep it uh, over time? You just got to not get lazy with it. How are you going to not get lazy? What are you going to do to not get lazy? Like I was just talking with uh, with uh, uh, Tim from Switchfoot, and what he said was uh, that their band, they talked about um, – which, uh, which battle do you want to be in? And they asked themselves that question. Or uh, what, what hill do you want to die on? That's what he said. What hill do you want to die on? And whenever they have an issue, or there's a social issue, or there's whatever, they always ask and go back to that question, what hill do you want to die on? And then they make their decision, should they, wh- whether they or not, that they'll continue on 
like going after that thing. Have you guys come together and started to say like, okay, what happens if we blow up and then X happens? Have you started going through scenarios? Do you think it's important to? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. What do you think the most important thing? Like, uh, let me hear from both perspectives. Uh, Isaiah, you've already seen blow up. You've already seen 20,000 people in, a, in the stands. Okay. What would you say we need to focus on? Because right now, I mean, that's coming. It's going to be even bigger. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. What do you mean as far as like in your lyrics? Everything. Everything. Be careful what you do, what you say. Really? Like people, through social media? Everything. People watching you 24-7. Really? Just gotta be careful. At what point did you realize that? I've just seen so many people in cancel culture. Just like, it's, it's crazy. It's one word. It can change your whole life and just end you. One sentence. Really? Yep. Cancel culture. I've heard this before. Tell me about it. Well, it's where someone, let's say of... This is like one of the worst ones. Like, if you say this, you're like, someone of white race says the N word. Mm. Canceled. Yeah. Instantly. Like, uh, can I, like the guy from um, The Flash was saying racial and uh, misogynistic comments. He's off the show. And it was back in 2014 he said it. Wow. But he was saying some gruesome. you say from. From birth. <laughs> yeah. You better not come out that way. Anyway, saying that word. <laughs> now, how are you able, like, because some people would say that that would be really restrictive because you would be like, wow, I have to be so conscious of every single thing that I say. How are you guys able to still have fun, be yourselves, and not, ha- because that's a lot of pressure on a 14 and 18-year-old. Well, um, if yourself is a guy that can get canceled, then you got to change Bam. your perspective. Yeah. If you if you're being yourself and you in like you shouldn't want to be afraid. You should just think not to do that as a human being. Yeah, right or wrong. So from your perspective, what are the things that what are the things that you guys as for the moment? What do you think? I mean, obviously you guys are going to blow up. It's it's going to happen. No, it's not. I hope it's going to (laughs) happen. So, what do you think, Trend? From your side, what do you think that you need to focus on and and you know to make sure that that we stay the Chick-fil-A sandwich and not just be that, like, hey, I'm crispy one time, and then I got some nasty strings coming out at it, like Popeye's. Yeah. We're going to get canceled on Popeye's. You know that, right? We just lost their sponsorship. <laughs> Chick-fil-A yeah, is going to be all about us right yeah. now. Okay? So Chick-fil-A, chicken. look at them right Eat there. more chicken. There we go. <laughs> but um, uh, don't sell your soul. I think that's the one thing I don't want us to do, is sell our soul to, to any type of company. Um, I don't, like, half of, a lot of, um, bands they separate because that one person got a better offer or they thought it was a better offer. When if you if you're just be happy with you, what you got because um, it's just the right thing to do. Number one and number two, God has a, always has a plan and his plan basically is yeah I'm gonna throw this amazing deal and you might be able to work with um, Kim Kardashian's cousin or something like that. I don't I don't know why I said that. Sorry. And then but later on you do it. And you drop, and then your band works with Bruno Mars, and then you're just all, all the way over here, and you're just like, dang, I wish I didn't work with Kim Kim's cousin, because like, now now where am I? So don't sell. I don't want like that's how we're gonna stay, like stay important. Don't sell for no one. Wow. 
So when you when you guys are when you guys are looking at it and, and Mama and Auntie is is clapping right now, which is awesome. So when you guys are looking at it, you guys always kind of have to. I call it a Star Wars mentality, right? And people get sometimes are, um, you know, I've asked you this question before, Isaiah, as far as Star Wars. Um, but I say Star Wars mentality because I always think in my head in business, in life, in relationships, you have to be in a galaxy far, far away. Right. And you have to be thinking on that level because at some point you're going to get there. And if you're surprised by the fact that you get there, it's going to take you so much time and you're going to waste so much time when you get to that point that you're not then going to be able to move on. Right. So I watch people in business and I watch people in music. I watch people in entertainment. They get so surprised by their success that they get frozen and, and, and paralyzed in that scenario. So you guys are on this place right now where you're wanting to Number one, am I correct? Spread positivity, right? For the moment, spread positivity. We want to be conscious and help people to feel special, right? We want to move them, not only in their heart, but we want to move them in their feet, yeah? Yeah. What's the Star Wars right now? Because people who are successful like you guys are already thinking about that next thing before the people have caught on to the thing that they're doing right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. So where are you guys at in your heads right now? Because you're already thinking TV shows. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. You guys have concepts for TV shows? Yeah. Yes. I got superhero concepts. Superheroes. Okay. Well, I know we can't talk about everything about it, but you guys are already thinking TV. What else are you thinking about? Concepts. Well, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Um, merch. Okay. What kind of merch? I got the hoodies, not saying. Got the got the gloves. Yes. Okay, I don't know. Um, just hoodies, t-shirts, hats, shoes. Shoes. That'll be kind of cool. Yeah, we got to make our own Nike or Jordan one of the, or Adidas because Adidas, Kanye, Kanye's Yeezys. You even yeah, have a pair. You have a you have a pair. Okay, but Nike's Kalokis, I feel you. Well, we made off Nike. White. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, Nike and Adidas out there. You better snatch these kids up right away. What else are you guys thinking about? What uh, What is that kind of, well, What as far as musical content that you're looking far, far away? Because obviously right now, I mean, it's it's passionate. You guys were talking about wanting to make sure that equality happens and things like that. Um, what's on the horizon for you guys? What do you guys, like, as you move forward and, and, and you know, adapt, maybe what are some of the types or genres of music that you want to test out? You know, because I've seen people jump, you know, Nelly did it Spanish. early on, right? You want to do Spanish? Yeah. yeah. Like, kind of like, I remember seeing this group called Pretty Much Do This Thing, where it was like, it was pop, but they were singing in Spanish, and did like, you'd sing English, then Spanish, and it was like, kind of like a good mix, so to bring both cultures into one song. Do you speak Spanish? No. No? <laughs> I speak more Spanish than them. Really? Yeah. yeah so we first got to speak, we first got to speak Spanish. Well, you know, okay. Selena did it without. That's what I said. She did it without. Okay, there we so. go. So I'm, I'm good at pronouncing. You are. Yeah, he gets in, if he gets in a piece of paper. Oh, and not only that, oh. not only that. Um, can I mention what? Baby? Then you do Spanish. Despacito. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, he did Despacito. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, and I like I would. He would. He would got me. I thought he knew. I remember hearing that song, and I thought that you knew the words. So you, yeah, did, yeah. you didn't even know what you were saying, Isaiah? That is, yeah, that's gangster right there. Quiero bailar contigo despacito, moviendo los pies solo un poquito. 
para que te cueres no estás conmigo. I think that's what it is. Do you, do you know what you're saying? No. No. He's just saying words. Yeah. I don't like Popeyes. <laughs> Popeyes used to be good and it's not good anymore. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. That, that works out well. Now, your phone is up. Phone is up. Here we go. Hot 96 ain't got nothing on us. So this is the trend cipher. Right. Do you need him to beatbox really low like he was last time? No, yeah, that was. Yeah, low. he he all just right. he tried to be all he tried to be all uh, you know sly with it. I'm gonna you say got it? it. I'm gonna say it instead of rap it. I'm gonna, gonna say, say it, it so you can hear the words. Yeah. Okay, so. but do me a favor. Do you want to say it first and rap a second? Because I want people to hear your cadence because okay. your cadence is special. Okay. Like your cadence is so special. So. Do you okay, want to yeah, rap I'll first and then you say it? Yeah. Okay. Do you need me to say you know 2020 y'all? Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> God off them bad terms. I've been calling you all night. I was mad worried. Texting you about a thousand times. Got no response. Oh, I felt that you hated me, so I let you be. Pride comes and it always goes take the best of me. Was it fourth grade or was it fifth grade? That's when God went and took the best of me. Appreciate what you take for granted because best believe that's temporary. From October to January, that's when I go and I let go. Build up ain't recommended, so let it go. I recommend it. Oh, two, that was my year. Oh, sorry. Oh, two, that was my year. That's one year after 9-11. Good people knows bad people. Why God went and made hell and heaven. Turn 18. Way above of that baby stuff way above of that just a kid don't know better i know stuff everybody says trend this yeah trend that i appreciate it little kids up little kids look up to you so watch out what you representing words hurt on me you know i walk with that draco my life's line like thor's hammer i'm worthy i walk around with them elder scrolls cooped up in that switch up picked up on my dad's habit dad charms i picked up thanks for all them big hugs this for all them long talks this for all them hard times this for all them dad parts porch talks when we both cry not out to my auntie and my grandma and my future wife, you know this. Won't even address this, you put up with my bush. You'll pull up in that new whip, I promise, that's on me. Shout out to my friends from the crucial straight to Cali. School friends and Conyers and Rockdale, y'all crazy. Neighborhood playing basketball so bad, y'all ain't even roast me. Miss that, all that, school clout, all that. Bus drama, Missy Yancey, class rapping. My eight years were my best years. Can't forgive years, so let's give cheers to the best mom in these light years. Inspiration, she brings it on. All good and better now. No bill struggle, no car, no just pure joy. She's in heaven now with God, though, so you know she's happy. Sorry, I messed up. A few times. Messed up. <laughs> Man. Tell us about it. Okay, um, from the top. Tell us. Okay, so uh, got off in them bad terms. I've been calling you all night. I was mad worried. Um, that's basically, uh, I think, the moment with Aunt Sylvia, right? But, like, it was kind of like, I, I haven't been calling, but that's what I wanted to do because I was worried. I was scared uh, that whole night. Um, uh, texting you about a thousand times, got no response. I don't know. It's kind of like how I felt. I don't know because I texted a lot of people, got no response. Um, I was scared. Um, oh, I felt that you hated me. I thought that she, like, was mad at me, like, she wouldn't, so I let you be, it means I didn't call. Pride comes in, it always goes, take the best of me. And, you know, was it fourth grade or was it fifth grade? That's when God went and took the best of me. That's when my mom passed away. Um, appreciate what you take for granted, because best believe that's temporary. From October to January, that's when I go and I let go. Uh, my mom's birthday is on October, so, yeah. That's when, uh, build up ain't recommended, so let it go, I recommend it. Because, you know, if you take it all down. Oh, two, that was my year. That's one year after 9-11. Good people knows bad people. Why God went and made hell in heaven. Um, 
yeah, that's my year, 02. And then I was talking about 9-11 because, you know, that's what impacted my family because that's, you know, my time. Turning 18, way above all that baby stuff, way above all that just a kid, don't know better, I know stuff. Um, yeah, people always make excuses for me when I make mistakes. And they're always like, he's just a kid, he doesn't know better. I know better. It's just, I'm just, you know, bad. Uh, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to be a better person, you know. Uh, everybody says, trend this, yeah, trend that. I appreciate it. Little kids up, look up to you, so watch out what you're representing. Um, yeah, little kids that look up to me, a lot of my little nephews and and stuff like that. So, and a lot of people always, you know, say my name, and it's a lot of pressure sometimes. You know, my grandma always talks about me. Oh, Trent does good in school. He's like the best in school, and not always. I'm not always doing it. Um, words hurt on me. You know, I walk with that Draco. Um, so what I mean by I know I walk. You know, I walk with that Draco is I've you know my words. I know a lot of. I know how to get to people. So my words are like a weapon, like a Draco. Um, my lifeline. Like Thor Hammer, I'm worthy. I walk around with them Elder Scrolls. It's nerdy talk. It's, it's yeah. Uh, cooped up in that switch up. Picked up on my dad's habits. Dad's charm I picked up. Thanks for all them big hugs. This for all them long talks. This for all them hard times. This for all them dad parts. Porch, starts when we, porch talks when we both cry. Um, yeah, so me and my dad used to talk about mom a lot, and we both cry. And this was just giving a shout-out to him, saying, I recognize all the hard work that you've done. And, you know, uh... You know, I'm who I am because of him, and I was giving a thank you to him. Now to my auntie and my grandma and my future wife. You know this. Uh, won't even address this. You put you put up with my bulls. You pull up in that new whip. I promise that's on me. And then that means um, thank you, grandma, auntie, and whoever's gonna marry me for pulling putting up with like everything that I've done because I know I'm a pain in the butt, and I promise that I'm gonna repay you guys with everything that you want, so you don't ever have to ever have to like think about you you just get it you know you shouldn't have to think of no struggling anymore when i make it um shout out to my friends from the cruise trip state to cali uh, i went on a cruise and i met like i had the greatest time going to bermuda um and my friends in cali that you know live out here um school friends in conyers and rockdale y'all crazy um that's from georgia that's to georgia um yeah, those are my friends in Georgia. Neighborhood playing basketball so bad, y'all ain't even roast me. They just wanted me around, to be honest. I was so bad at basketball, and uh, <laughs> they didn't even say anything bad. I literally would sell, and they'd be like, good job, Trent. You did a good job. Uh, keep it going. And I'm just I'm just like, okay. Uh, missed that, all that school clout. Yeah, I was cool in school. All that bus drama, missed the NC class repping. My teacher is uh, Mr. Yancey. Shout out, Mr. Yancey. Um, he was... One of the coolest teachers in the world. He used to make me rap. He used to make me rap in front of everybody. And I, I remember rapping and everybody was clapping like, yo, that was the dopest rapper ever. And like he put, he gassed my head up and he was like, he's just the coolest. My eight years were the best years. Can't forgive years. So let's give cheers to the best mom in these light years. Um, my, my eight years was the time I was with her and, and Georgia. And those were like the best years ever of my life. Because all those memories that I made with her. Inspiration, she brings it on. That's her movie. You should watch it. Uh, All Good and She's Better Now. That's her song. All Good. Oh, no. I'm good. I'm good. Right? I'm good? Yeah. I'm good. No bill struggles, no car notes, just pure joy. She's in heaven now. Yeah, I think you know what that means. Uh, With God, though, so you know she's happy. Yeah, you know she's happy. And Mm. then that's the song. Mm. Yeah. 
for those of you guys out there listening, honestly, the reason why I wanted to expose the, uh, both of these guys and the whole group, uh, there's four of you in it, right? Am mm-hmm. I correct? Um, for the moment is because I believe that this is the kind of stuff that your kids need to listen to. Like this is the kind of stuff that people need to listen to because of the people behind it, not because just the music and music is fire. Um, but the, the, the music, like I'm proud to have my kids listen to music that you make because the people who you are. Now we've grown up in a generation or I have at least where I listened to music, which was so like touching to me. And then I found out about the people and I didn't want to find out about the people. I wish I would have been able to forget about who the person was, but I love the music. Mm-hmm. And we grew up in a generation of that happening. I made a joke about it earlier. I grew up in the central coast mm-hmm. and I w- we would joke about, you know, uh, someone would say something about, uh, you know, about a certain person that yeah. made some phenomenal music. And then we'd be like, yo, but I ain't let my kids go over his house. <laughs> and we would joke. There was others that would say, hey, oh, I, I love this artist. I love this music, but I ain't trying to have my daughter go to the concert. Mm-hmm. I want you guys out there to hear this because, and I hear these guys and be exposed to these guys because they're going to make a difference. And they're doing the right things. They're good kids. They're good people. And I don't want you guys to hear that and think that you have to be perfect. I think that it's good. I think that it's good that you knucklehead sometimes. <laughs> We've, we haven't found out Isaiah's knucklehead side, but we want to find it. We know it's somewhere in there. He comes out during video games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he makes me feel bad every time I play with him. <laughs> so so do, do me the favor here. Now, when, is the, when, when was the knucklehead time? Me? Isaiah, yeah. It's just generally every day. <laughs> it's every day? Uh, you uh, give no, your mom a hard time? No, no, oh, yeah. Oh, no, you do? Not every day. So then with that, it's like... I know your mom, you hung the moon in your mom's eyes. I know this, but do you give your mom a hard time sometimes where yes. you could, and do you go into the room and look at Trent and be like, yo, I maybe shouldn't have said that. or I could have yeah. done that. Yeah. 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 When was that? When was the last time that happened? A few days ago. A few days ago. What'd you do? Um, I didn't want to work out. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you tell her? Um, she was like, oh my God. I was like, um, but these kids don't have to do it. And then, Yeah. Of it. And how, how'd she hit you back, though, when you said, said these okay. kids? She said, okay, well, then you don't have to be these kids. You don't have to do anything. And she said, I'm done. I'm going to tell your managers that you don't have to do anything. You're done. You can be a regular kid. That's her punishment. How did that wake you up? Well, I just chilled out. And I was like, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, all right, this is serious. Okay. You relax. There we go. How long did it take you to come to that realization after you said, because, you know, was your chest puffed up when you were saying it to her too? Were you like, look, I ain't trying to do it. And you were kind of feeling yourself. And then, and then how long did it take you, take you to catch yourself? Did Trent go get you like a, a Popeye sandwich? And then you, like an hour, like an hour. And then you went back in. Did you apologize? Yes. Okay. Did you apologize? Like, did you bring her roses or anything? I brought her, I brought her my, my presents. <laughs> so what's what's the embarrassing thing about Trent that he doesn't want anybody to know that you know Isaiah that he doesn't want anybody out there listening to know? He plays a game with the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> what, what game? So he plays this weird nerdy game. What game is it? What is it? Elder Scrolls Online. So, what is it? Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls? So it's like, I guess, like witches and, and, and vampires. And I'm, a, I'm a level two, um, level three um, um, 
vampire? Bloodmancer. Vampire. Yeah, it's a it's a necromancer and a okay. There we go. So what? Okay. So there's a grandma. There's a grandma and her whole family, and they're ho- and they're carrying him in the game, and yeah. it's a grandma. She's like, she's like, she's like, my kids think I'm the bomb diggity because I'm playing the games. <laughs> so what's the embarrassing thing about Isaiah that he don't want anyone to know that you know, Tran? I don't. Where do I start? Uh, uh. He's looking at you like that. Don't go to that one place. He wears uh every night. He puts on this uh, what's it called? Visalign. Okay, Visalign. Yeah, every night he puts on the Visalign. Okay, not every. No, night. no, no, okay. no. He's been slacking. He yeah. should be putting it on. Mom's yeah. back there. Like you should be putting it on. Do, do me the favor here. What I I love this and I love you guys this time and I want to be able to respect it and it's uh, for the for the moment and for the moments the band. How are they going to be able to listen right now? Can they go on YouTube right now? Yep. Yes. YouTube. They can go on YouTube and listen. Okay. Yep. Spotify. Yes. Yep. Apple Music. Yes. Okay. Can you give us a little, I, I don't know if we're allowed to, can you give us a little of Anthem right now? Can you get a little bit of Anthem where we get a little something? Because you got to hear this. Play it. No, I mean, live. you guys, live. Let's, what, what you guys, you know, come in the studio and give me a recording? Come on, Trent. All right. Hold on, hold on. Let me put this in between you. Put it right in between you. Yeah, there we go. Everybody watching the news Feel like mass with negativity Yeah, yeah And everybody give the week and make a change In this world In four generations You go left foot up, right foot up Turn to the left and back it all up Turn to the right now, get rid Pick it back up now, to zero We're gonna dance like there's nobody watching yeah, we're gonna turn, turn to, to the, the left. left. Yeah, we're gonna turn, turn to, to the, the right. right. Let's yeah. talk about it. We do not back down. We better run back now. We black and we success. I roar when I protest. Cause all my people started from the bottom. You know that. I'm marching with my people and we never go home back. I come with that fire. I can take you higher. We don't wanna die, no, but I just wanna show it go. Left foot up, right foot up. Turn to the left. Now back it all up. Turn to the right, now get real low. Pick it back up, now Tootsie Row, we gon' Things like this, nobody watching. Yeah, we gon' turn, turn to the, the left. Yeah, gon' turn, turn to the, the right. right. Yeah. Fire, fire, fire. When does it drop? When does it drop? When does it drop? A couple, a couple weeks. weeks yes. So be listening, be listening, be listening. For the moment, Mr. Isaiah Morgan, Trent. Trend goes by just one name because yeah. he, he don't even go on with the last name. He's just going one name. I love you both. You guys are amazing. You're such a phenomenal, phenomenal example of human beings. And, I mean, as far as musical artists, like, I mean, you both have it. And I'm so excited to be able to watch you guys grow and grow and grow. And I'm excited to be able to be a part of you guys' journey. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having us here. It's a true honor. You're literally a legend. Like, legend. On everything, he like, has a necklace with his face on it. That's no, like, no, like, it's such an honor because. Hold on, let me just let me just say something. Let me just say something. He literally <laughs> inspires me. Like, I I remember he has shoes that track his, steps. his book. I literally read it, 
and I'm sorry, I, I keep mentioning to it, but like it, I literally teared up because his story, like his dad is hilarious. I remember that part where he told you about like whoever says, if you say dad, right? Was it like if you say dad, then um, like he'll give you money every time, right? Yeah. yeah, right. And then I remember you like you were talking at night, and he was like, "Stop talking." And then, but it was your brother. And he's like, and then he you, he kept whispering, and then and then he was like, "Stop talking." And then um, he came in with the belt, and you're like, "Daddy, daddy, daddy." And then he was like, "Ah, you know." And then I was just like, you know, it's such an inspiring story. So it's very, it's like an honor to be here. Like I was so excited when I saw the setup. I was just like, you know, it's my time, it's my time to be like I I finally get to you know beer and answers questions because he's so cool <laughs> well thank you guys so much you're off the hot seat here we go here we go here we go uh subscribe uh click the links do all the things that you need to do uh but honestly for the moment check them out everywhere um i can't wait till we can have actual concerts so we i could be in the front row and spraying then champagne. i'm spraying champagne got that yes. we're out baby that's right